This episode is brought to you by KPMG. At KPMG, innovation is the go-to state of mind. Their visionary thinkers and advanced technology help you see beyond the now, uncover new insights, and turn them into opportunities. KPMG can help you leverage the value of data and drive transformational outcomes through innovation. To explore their thinking, go to kpmg.us. Welcome to the Angel Investors Network podcast, the first national angel group founded online in 1997, dedicated to perpetuating free enterprise, capitalism, and supporting the American dream. In addition, Angel Investors Network is the organization behind the powerful Mastermind Investment Club, dedicated to harnessing the philosophy of a mastermind to increase success with their investment portfolio. Laura Rubenstein is a social media and marketing strategist and founder of the Social Buzz Club. On the podcast, Laura brings together successful entrepreneurs to share with you how they grow their business, and you can too. And now, here's your host, Laura Rubenstein. Welcome, everyone. I'm Laura Rubenstein, and I'm here with Neil Anderson. And just so you know, who is Neil Anderson today on the Angel Investors Network podcast? Well, Neil is a professional CMO. He's with a national management consulting firm called Cheap Outsiders. And he's currently working as CMO for CASC, which is a business and technology consulting firm for large commercial enterprises and create, helping them create business transformations as well as working with the federal government on various projects. And CASC went from zero to 35 million in 10 years and Neil has come in to take the firm to the next level. So welcome, Neil. Well, thanks very much, Laura. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. We're really glad to have you because on this show, what we do is we help entrepreneurs and startups take their business to the next level by learning from others who have done it. So let's start from the beginning. Tell us where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? Oh my goodness. Well, I grew up in a <clears throat> sleepy little town called Jamestown, New York, uh, upstate New York. It was a very, you know, insulated, you know, wonderful place to grow up. And I had sort of a leave it to beaver type family and nuclear family you know, everything sort of perfect for a kid, you know, growing up. Nice. And where did the, well, the entrepreneurial spirit or the marketing come into play? Yeah, How did well, that start? I, I got my, um, my college degree in classical guitar performance. And okay. I went on to have a music career. And as a classical guitarist, you have to be very entrepreneurial. Uh, if you want to make a living, you have to do your own sales, your own PR, your own marketing, your own uh, record album covers. And, you know, so you have to know a lot about um, all things marketing in order to be successful. And I did that for about 17 years uh, living in the Boston area. Oh, wonderful. That's so unique. You know, you don't think of someone starting off in the business world as a classical guitarist. That's so right. how did you get to this point in your career? Well, it was really about uh, seizing opportunities, uh, you know, working with people, working hard, some good decisions, some bad decisions, but um, it, was, it was really uh, taking those things that I had, had learned in developing my music career and then having the opportunity to um, go on and use those skills and background in uh, technology and business. Was there like a stepping stone from the guitar world to more of the business world? There was. It was sort of a, um, a former music colleague of mine had transitioned into technology several years earlier. 
and he knew that I had some background um, with the Macintosh because that's how I had done all of my, um, you know, music business related activities. And <clears throat> he was working for a magazine article for Data Communications Magazine at the time on Macintosh to then SNA mainframe applications. And so <clears throat> I helped him with the research on the Macintosh and uh, we started this business. Ten years later, we had developed a pretty successful technology startup services business in the testing space uh, as we were sort of ramping up through the, the early days of the internet, routers and switches and gateways and all of that crazy stuff. Wow. So you grew up with the technology growth um, and grew it. So what do you like most about being in technology and being in marketing? Well, I, I think it's it's really being able to um, combine the art and science, the, using the sort of creative side of my brain that sort of, um, you know, the right side, which in music is so critically important, but also, you know, understanding how, um, just as in music, how the small bits come together to form the larger sort of architecture of music. I find marketing is very much... Um, the same way you can't you can't do the little pieces in in a vacuum you under have to understand how the little pieces fit together to form the larger uh, strategic view of marketing yeah it's so important to put them all together in an overarching plan that's right so you have experience in a variety of different businesses um, what are some of the common mistakes you've seen businesses make as they grow sure so what I see most often is what we like to call random acts of marketing. They're, you know, the things you, you come in on Monday morning and the CEO's read an article in Harvard Business Review and says, I know what we've got to do. It's uh, SEO. Let's do SEO. That's our problem. We're not doing SEO. And so, but that's not the problem <laughs> usually. And then of course, you know, the next week it's like, we've got to do something else. We've got to do, you know, marketing automation or we've got to do PR. And the answer is never any of those tactics. The answer is, you know, develop the insights around your customers and your competitors and your company. And then, you know, develop the strategy around your markets and your offerings and your positioning. And then, develop your execution plan around your resources and your tactics and your metrics. And if you start jumping into tactics without having the strategy, and if you do the strategy without having the insights, um, you know, it doesn't work. Marketing is a system, uh, a set of systems and processes and order matters. Yep. All bets are off if you don't start with the, the solid foundation. Yeah. I see that time and time again with clients that I work with, <laughs> the next latest and greatest idea on marketing. You may have done some strategic planning and background and insights, but you don't get to move forward. So how do you deal with a CEO who wants to jump into tactics? <laughs> well, with great skill and, uh, and tact, I guess. Um, now, I, <clears throat> I just find that you have to sometimes do a, a bit of education and you have to show the examples from your experience and, and history that it's not a good idea to um, start the tactics without a really clear plan. And it's not that you don't change the plan. Of course, you make mid-course corrections, but you don't want to go zigzagging left and right uh, without uh, 
you know, giving things a chance and, and, you know, you have to test to figure out what the right things are to do. Right. So what is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, the best advice I ever received was um, you don't ever get famous in your own backyard uh, was one piece of advice I got uh, early in my career. You have to be bold and step out, um, step out of your comfort zone and out of your uh, sort of familiar environment and be courageous enough to, to use your talent and your skills to, to move on. That, so that, you know, I'll always remember the, um, the mentor that gave me that advice. Mm, wonderful. And how about what's the best ex advice or common advice that you love to give? Oh, let's see. Um, I would say I like to advise people to be intentional about, you know, what you're doing, make sure that uh, you, you carve out what it is that you're passionate about, because if you're not passionate about it, you probably won't do it well and make your plan and, and then go execute. And then along the way, maybe uh, just to, to be a giver because karma is real. And, um, you know, if you connect people, they'll connect you. And that's served me well, really, in my entire career. Yeah, building those relationships based on giving is, is kind of the secret sauce, I think. No, it really is, yeah. A lot of business, it's great. Um, uh, that's how I built my business for sure. So what is working, speaking of building businesses, what is working for you and CASC to attract more business? So um, it's really the, you know, coming back to that same sort of philosophy that uh, we talked about earlier. It's, it's this holistic, sometimes called integrated approach to marketing, right? And trying to make sure that you, you, um, you understand your markets, you develop your positioning, you develop your messaging, and then you start to set down a, a set of uh, tactics and plan that, that you can execute on that, that will work. But um, to be more specific, I mean, we're doing um, in, a, in a sort of modern, you know, business transformation environment at CASC, um, technology inbound marketing is is very effective because you're dealing with a very well-educated um, you know technical sort of audience and so they get a lot of their information um, you know from the internet and reading and going to conferences and those kinds of things so we, we try to be thoughtful about the content uh, and the thought leadership that we provide Influencer marketing is very, very important uh, because people believe other people probably more than they believe you when you're the, the seller of your services or your products. And so it's really important to uh, connect with the people in the industry who are influential, whether those are analysts, journalists, uh, editors, um, customers are maybe some of the best influencers you could ever have. And I found that with CASC, when I first got there, I, one of the things that I always do with my clients is to interview their customers and ask them, well, what is it that you like about doing business with CASC? And I was um, almost flabbergasted to hear the sort of accolades that people were bestowing on the company. It's like, well, they're really technically smart. Uh, they're easy to do business with, uh, you know, things like that. And so you start to to take the 
the words you hear about the company from the customer and use that language to communicate back out to, to new prospects and new customers. So those, you know, those are some of the things and we're doing, uh, we're doing public relations, we're doing trade shows, we're doing digital marketing, SEO and PPC and all the alphabet soup of, of digital. But uh, what, what's working <clears throat> is the totality and the interconnection of the various different elements of the plan and not just one specific thing. That's really important to highlight because I'm sure people are asking or listening and thinking, well, what did he do that really is bringing in the, you know, the one thing, but it's the totality. But there was a keyword you mentioned that not everybody knows what it means. So let's just dive into that inbound marketing. What are some of the inbound marketing tactics that you're using so we can define it with some examples? Sure. So inbound marketing really um, comes from the whole phenomenon of the, the change in the buyer's journey. Over the last 10 years, the way people buy is very different than the way they used to buy. It used to be that the salesperson was the the center of all knowledge about products. And it didn't matter whether you're buying a washing machine or a, or a, or a high-tech you know, iPhone or whatever it was, it was the person who was selling it that knew more than you did. Now, the first thing you do when you say like, oh, I wanna buy a new dishwasher or I wanna buy a new cell phone, what do you do? You go to Google and you type in you know, iPhone versus Android or you type in, LG dishwasher versus GE and you learn. And by the time you get to Best Buy and you start talking to the salesperson, you probably know as much as they do about, you know, power savings and how quiet it is and uh, the different price points and the different features and benefits. So taking that in mind, you have to make sure that your information about your company, your products, your services, is available to the person who types in quiet dishwasher or types in business transformation, uh, HR onboarding, you know, uh, technology, um, procurement technology, things that businesses are trying to do to transform their business. And if your name rises to the top through thoughtful search engine, you know, optimization or pay-per-click advertising, you know, this is all sort of related to inbound marketing. And Having you're the one giving them the details that's educating them through your right. website. When they type that in, like quiet dishwasher, if you're a dishwasher repair person or if you're a dishwasher salesperson or sales company or manufacturer, your locations online have, you know, comparison charts or what makes a dishwasher quiet or why you don't ca you shouldn't care about that or, you know. And so it's very different than outbound where you're advertising, right. uh, you know, on billboards or radio or TV or newspapers or magazines or doing outbound email. All of those things are still very important and very effective depending on who your audience is. But in our case, I mean, inbound is a key piece. So content, content marketing, inbound marketing are basically the same, providing right. valuable yeah. information, right? Indeed. Yeah, and thought leadership and influencer. Those are maybe three of the things that, uh, that I think are key in this time and place. So what are some of the secrets behind 
your growth in addition to this comprehensive plan. Is there anything else you might like to share? Yeah, the only other thing I would say, um, and I don't know if I think of them as secrets. Again, I think of marketing as systems and process um, and you know, hard work, discipline, perseverance. But there is maybe one other thing that I would mention, which is testing. Um, we like to say, always be testing. If you're sending out an email about a webinar, you might send out a hundred with one catchy title and you might send out a hundred with another catchy title, see what response it gets. And then before you send out 3000, determine which is the more seductive title for the webinar. So testing with everything is important. And with digital, you have the opportunity, you don't have to spend $40,000 printing brochures and then finding out you're, you had the wrong title. You can just put it up on the website, see what happens, put another title up on the website, see what happens, go with the one that works best. Yes, testing is key. I'm so glad you brought that up. So how would you recommend a startup or an entrepreneur or a growth company stand out in a crowded marketplace? Well, or how did you do it with? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tough one. Um, it, we live in a very, very noisy world. And um, so that's one of the challenges. You know, I, I mentioned some of these benefits of digital uh, earlier. Uh, it's so much, um, you know, cheaper to, to experiment and do different things. But in terms of standing out, it really, um, for me, it's a lot about the brand, making sure that you have uh, your brand uh, very clearly laid out, very well understood, and that you're able to communicate everything about your brand the same way so that when all of your employees are speaking the same way about your brand, when all of your customers are speaking the same way about your brand, when you have the same uh, look and feel and experience around your brand, uh, it helps because uh, people begin to to know you without you having to explain yourself so much. So that's that's the advice I would give would be to not be changing things around. Give it thought, right. uh, foundation, and then you can uh, reap the benefits. Right, consistency in your branding and your messaging is critical. Oh my goodness! So. What is the biggest marketing challenge now that you're working with, uh, with Cask? Well, I would say um, with Cask and, and just in general, one of the most challenging things now is um, for me is uh, the metrics around the measurements around uh, return on investment, being able to identify lead source attribution is very challenging. Um, sometimes it's easy. For example, with a trade show, you might be scanning badges and you know that you scanned them at this trade show. So that's not so so hard. Sometimes with inbound content, if you have your content behind a gate and people have to leave their name and email, you can, you can measure. But when you lay out all of the elements of marketing that we've been talking about, advertising and PR and uh, all these other things, it's very difficult to know sometimes where the customer came from and know whether the programs and initiatives that you were uh, doing are, are getting you the sort of re return that you're looking for. And then the other thing might be just sales alignment with 
uh, with marketing is, is another key area. Everybody has to be on the same page. Everybody has to um, sing from the same sheet of music. And that, that takes time and, and effort and education. It does indeed. Well, we wish you the best of luck with getting everything in alignment, with getting the, the metrics handled, because I know that those are the gold. You're, if you can get those metrics, you can get the, um, you can know what to tweak and keep refining and improving because you'll know what works. So, oh, good luck with that. I know that's the biggest challenge marketers have these days, especially if you've got a well thought out marketing plan, which it sounds like you do. And that's why you are their CMO acting for now, at, at least, and taking them to that next level. So all the best with that. Is there any last um, comment you'd like to make or anything we didn't cover today? No, I mean, this, this was a pleasure. I always love to talk about marketing and this is fun and I like the questions. So uh, thanks for inviting me. Well, thank you for sharing your expert wisdom. And um, we'll be back with another episode of the Angel Investors Network podcast. Bye for now. <laughs> Bye, Laura. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer.